Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news, discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is not Ian, because he is out of state right now and is upset that he couldn't be on. But joining me is the lovely and wonderful Alex. Hello, I'm Feather Rider. Also joining me is the Maple Syrups uh, Consortium's <laughs> Top lawyer, Matt. Uh, I'm comatose on the forums, and I have no actual affiliation with the Maple Syrup Shut up. Consortium. Shut whatever up. that is. Shut up. Also, and lastly, coming back after a very long time, is the Maple Syrup Consortium's top accountant, Shannon. Hi, everybody. Um, you know me as Grey or Greywatch on the forums and Discord. And they're Canadian, so they're they're involved in the Maple Syrup Consortium, I'm, I'm whether shocked. they think that whether they think that or not. I was also gonna go with maybe Moose Consortium or something, you know? Yeah. You, you can't you can't really sell moose, but you can sell maple syrup, so Look, the yeah. Moose Consortium definitely sells moose. <laughs> We're moose? never gonna have Canadians listen to our show again. All of the Canadians no. are turning off right now. <laughs> hey though, fifty we're fifty percent Canadian representation. That's though, right. That's, That's right. true. Lots we do have pretty Canadian good representation. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and I am chaos, of course. This week we are going to be keeping up with the Colins. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna talk about uh all of the many, many, many colons. <laughs> it's a big family, and their relationships, and our thoughts on that, and uh, yeah. But first, we do have some news. Uh, there is a Legion pre-order sweepstakes, which, for reasons that is not obvious to us, you could win a Lenovo Explorer Mixed Reality headset with motion controllers, because I guess Legion is about reality. <laughs> <laughs> and so before, before September 18th, when Legion, uh, the Legion anthology comes out, you can win that, I potentially. Cool. <laughs> I have no information and I've never heard about this Lenovo product before. Sponsor <laughs> us, Lenovo. Uh, <laughs> so that's what's up there. So we got to keep up with Colons. And there's been a lot of Colon stuff happening ever since we, you know, really get the Colon stuff right in the prologue, really, with Gavilar's death. Uh, and especially in part two of Way of Kings, it's like, hey, I hope you like colons. And they have so many only grown in importance on the world yes. stage. So let's talk about Gavilar. Gavilar colon. Who is he? He's the guy who started it all. Yeah. That's the all you gotta know. Okay, guy. moving on. Backstory guy. <laughs> Uh, uh, he he's uh, he was the, the king, the previous the, king, the original king, the guy who decided to become king. It's all yeah. at least in, in this modern information uh, incarnation of Alethkar. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and yep, United Alethkar. We see more of that in Oathbringer. Uh, he's also uh, 
saw visions from the Stormfather. True. True. And knows a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. And is... In the uh, know. He is a member of the Sons of Honor and increased their membership a lot because of his involvement. He's not the head of the Sons of Honor, though. Uh, who we all know uh, as great organization, top tier. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> podcast. We've done that one. No, we have. No. We have. <laughs> we, we've, we've done a Secret Society podcast before. So you can listen to that here. But we're going to talk about their uh, relationships. He's also very much of a planner. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. what's friends ambitious. with Thaddeus? Yes, 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 very ambitious. Uh, what do you what do you guys think of uh, Gavilar? Just like thoughts on him, top level. Highly, I, I find highly questionable. In, there's this duality with him where he, like in the flashbacks in Oathbringer, he's almost spoke, supposed to be better than Dalinar, better than Dalinar used to be, right? Like Dalinar's right. like the brute, and Gavilar's like the politician, right? But right. Y- there's a lot under the surface there, I feel. I, I'm still very suspicious of Gavilar, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we should all be suspicious of Gavilar after the more we see of the prologues. It's like, oh, oh, okay. This is this is what we're doing here. All right. Anyone who's like really gung-ho throwing their weight in with the Sons of Honor, just questionable judgment. He had, in my opinion, spheres of... Well, spheres of probably void light. So oh, probably, probably. I mean, how did he get void light? An unmade, probably, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Like it's, he... and and his master plan was supposedly to start a worldwide war with the forces of evil, so people could get superpowers again. Which... Bring the heralds back. That that was yeah, the bring the heralds back. Return that, that was the legitimacy of the church. The superpowers were just a nice bonus. Most mostly yeah. bring the heralds back. Um, but to go down the family tree, Gavilar was married to Navani, had yes. two kids, Yasna and Elhakar. Yes. His brother is Dalinar, who also had two kids, Renarin and Adolin. And yep. Dalinar was married to Evie. Yes. Did I get everybody? Oh, and technically, Elhukar also got married to Aesir. Oh. And has a son. And has a and son. And has a son. That's true. Gavinor. Also a cat. Yes. Well, and Anne, asterisk, 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 Shalon technically also got married to a couple. But we're not talking about Shalon. No, 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 no. No. Well, we there's your, there's your, there's your caveat. She's not in it. Too fresh. But we recognize her right to some colonists. Yes. In, yep. in future, in the future. Yeah. Keeping up with the Colons 2.0 in like five years, we'll talk about. <laughs> you really need Shalon like a colon. family tree printed in the front of the book sometimes, I feel yeah. like. Like, it's so much. Except then, how do you do Navani between like, they're not great at Lots family trees either. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Are you allowed to have people twice? <laughs> or- You're a colon, I guess. You're a colon. <laughs> And with Dalinar, there was, uh, Dalinar and Gavilar, they did have this interesting relationship in the flashbacks. And that's really mm-hmm. where we see their relationship. Mm-hmm. Since Dalinar was passed out in most of the prologue. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't see much of him in uh, The Way of Kings prologue, or any of the prologues. I, I don't think we're gonna get book four or five prologue of just a 
two paragraphs of him being passed out. (laughs) Oh, my brother is dead. I don't think that's going to be one of them. Yeah, probably, probably not. No. But, uh, there was one scene where Dalinar just tried to kill Gavilar. Or he thought yeah. really hard about it. You like almost did. He was like charging him. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, wasn't. Right? He was. He was getting there. I would say. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. He's, I'm going to say he did take a swing at him. You yeah. know, that's true. It was, the attack did not actually. And happen. the two things I find interesting about that scene is one that you know in the grips of the thrill. There's obviously you know this little brother older brother envy dynamic with. Gavilar's power and also Navani, but yes. that Dalinar's love or affection for Gavilar was enough to pull him out of it in the end before mm-hmm. he went full brother murder. Yeah, I- it was such a like a moment um, of like it, w- it was one of those moments where Dalinar like first really sees himself. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally based Very on like, wake no, up call. It was a wake up call for him. This was the first time he realizes he ever would have regretted letting the thrill take over, and that was mm-hmm. like that was that was a bi- I, like in my mind like it wasn't like the big break that like uh, the rift was, but it was it was like the first yeah. crack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, and that like that moment too, just when it happens in his history, Dalinar's really in his prime there. Like, like he he's still in his prime later, but then he's kind of moving towards general more like tactician he's still battling and being ba but he, he's you know in that scene he's really kind of at like, the height of his I, skill as a warrior right yeah. yeah i i always thought it was interesting in oathbringer how uh gavilar seemed very uh he was very kingly and scholarly like pretty mm-hmm. early in the flashbacks yeah. Which is interesting to me because I always had the impression that uh, Gavilar grew into that nature of himself, like, much later in his life. Like, uh, just thinking about, you know, Yasna's autobiography, or mm-hmm. not, Yasna's biography of Gavilar, right? Where they're, they're mm-hmm. meeting the Parshendi for the first time and it's like, oh, he grew to, you know, you know, think of those a little more later well there was like we i don't know about the scholarliness but we know that he was starting to become like more self-reflective himself like only when he had his kids well that's true yeah Um, right like i don't i don't know about like the scholarly like maybe like maybe dalinar he got to see gavilar before the kids but um yasna got to see multiple stages of that if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah you know she already kind of knew gavilar as as this guy who was who was starting to think more um, about the fu- you know he he was starting to grow th- more about the future since he had his kids, um, and then it happened more and more with the Parshendi. But we also we also know there was more going on under the surface. Yeah, with with the Parshendi, right? That Yasna might not have known at the time when she wrote yeah. the True. biography. True. I feel like I'm going to go a little bit into like headcanon territory slightly. Okay, Let's but I it. feel like maybe. Part of the reason why Gavilar became more interested in kind of the scholarly things was that he saw it as a, not necessarily an avenue to power, because he was already a king, but like a means, like he was realizing there was so much that he could do with 
knowledge in terms of mm-hmm. like, I mean, they were planning a world apocalypse and it was like, oh, if we figure out who and what the Parshendi are, we can use that to, you know, sustain our legacy, to forge this kingdom together, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I feel it, like that was probably yeah. a lot of the, the motivation behind him slowly becoming more and more scholarly. Well, that like wasn't him, very masculine. him becoming like more, more scholarly also like we tend, like we would naturally think of this trait as positive and like, Mm-hmm. our society like the way we read but in terms of like why gavilar was doing it it was actually kind of regressive wasn't it it's mm-hmm. he wasn't doing it for good reasons you know no. he wasn't what i find interesting i guess about gavilar's more um intellectual side is i wonder how much that actually suppressed dalinar's you know because mm-hmm. dalinar especially in the flashbacks is presented as this brute right and right. even you know, in Oathbringer, he's always like, oh, I'm not good at politics. Oh, I'm just like a fighter. But like, Dalinar's actually really smart. Like, yeah. if you read like how he like thinks about things and he's very reflective and philosophical. So part well, of me too wonders life, if that at least not. later in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he always had that potential, I think. Sure, and, sure, sure. Yeah. And I think I kind of wonder how much of their brotherly demand dynamic kind of forced Dalinar more into that role because he saw like his brother was seen as like smarter you know I think, what I, mean? I think Dalinar definitely believed that too and like mm-hmm. I think the reason we see Dalinar like acting on his own smarts um later in life is because like that's as like a 50 year old man he's finally like getting the confidence like I'm going to do this my own way. I can, I can, I can trust in my own ability. It took him that long to sort of like trust that even though he's not the same kind of thinker or the same kind of person as his brother, it's still, it's still worthwhile. Yeah. You know, when he starts problem solving and, um, you know, he thinks very outside the box, the way that he's going to start, you know, when he starts talking to people and like, how do, how can I get them to see from my point of view? He does it in a very unpolitic way. It's a very Dalinar way. It's very smart. Yeah. But it, it's definitely not the way Gavilar would have done it. And I think maybe that's why he tries so hard to be like Gavilar. Yeah. I, I do. I do definitely think that, you know, Gavilar having claimed like, yes, I'm the kingly person just allowed Dalinar to just be like, yeah, I'll just do whatever I want. Yeah. yeah it's okay. I'll, I'll just, yeah. I'll just be I the brute. That's fine. I, that's, yeah. I don't need yeah. to think about it anymore. He just points me there and I just do that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know there there is kind of a comfort in that, but that you know actually thinking about that, that's kind of a lot like uh, odium. I was like, I don't need to take my my brother just sends True. me to do things, and I don't need to reflect on the morality of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do things. I think Dalinar foisted a lot of responsibility onto Gavilar. Definitely, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah, Gavilar's yeah. the it's Gavilar's plan. Gavilar's doing this. I'm just the sword, right? Yeah, and going with what you said, Alex, about, you know, him being, like, using this, you know, more analytic, Gavilar using this more analytical side of things to, like, increase his legacy. That's exactly what he was doing, even long before the Parshendi. Oh, yeah. I guess I I was just surprised to see that, but uh, when when you say it like that, it's like, ah, he was just growing those skills even more with the Parshendi, right? Because he always wanted to look back to Old Alethkar to strengthen yeah. his rule and I, his yeah. legacy. I think it probably started out very masculine arts. You know, I can use strategy and tactics and conquering people to secure legacy. 
And like, as he kind of, I feel like as he kind of got that under his belt and had that secure, it was like, okay, there's actually other things that I can research and learn how they work and keep using those to go even further. So like, I think it started masculine. And then as the masculine side work, it it kind of branched out into more, hey, the more you know, the better you're going to do. Oh, and, and for the listeners, we're talking about the Alethi masculine. And yes, Alethi <laughs> masculine. Distinctions, right? Yeah. In world. Yes, in world. Should we talk about Gavilar and Navani? Sure. Yes, yes. I feel like we still, even after the flashbacks, we don't know, know that much about them. We, We've heard was, from, like, from Navani, but that was mostly before Oathbringer, even. I yeah. would say that that might be... Not really a disappointment, but, like, if you were to list things that you would want in flashbacks, it's like, yeah, I'd love to know more about the relationship with Gavilar and Avani and Dalinar, but we have, like, none of that. We may- Especially since you see this intense connection that Navani and Dalinar have now. Yeah. And then you go back, Mm -hmm. and it's like, she chose Gavilar over Dalinar, so what kind of- relationship did they have and yeah like like all we really know is she said oh dalinar your intensity scared me and that's why i chose gavilar yeah we we went like immediately yeah yeah and we know dalinar and navani being together dalinar got cold because he wouldn't do that but i'm wondering almost if the like inner family dynamic of like Gavilar, Navani, and the kids is going to be something we see more in Yasmus flashbacks. Yeah. That's what yeah, I was I wondering. So. I'm guessing we're going to, it was almost like saved for, for part of that. Probably. Because I, and I'm we've sure. Been, we've been very closed off from that too. Like even interactions between like Navani and Jas- Yasna have been like pretty far and few between. Very good, yeah. Well, in and, fact, I think that entire, that entire part of the family, Gavilar, mm-hmm. Navani, Elokar and Yasna, I think all four of them, we don't see much of their interactions at all. Yeah. Um, True. We we kind of see what Navani says about it. We kind of see Dalinar's memory of it. But even in Dalinar's flashbacks, he's not paying attention to what how they're interacting. No. Even no. like n- at no mm-hmm. point when even like when they all have their kids, it's it's it doesn't seem to be important to well, at least what well, like Dalinar's growth, you know, it, it um so it's sort of like I really do think there's something more going on there because there's so there's such a lack of detail in that whole mm-hmm. part of the family, mm-hmm. all yeah. four of them. Well, yeah. we we get way more of like the relationship between Dalinar and his sons, and then in Oathbringer, of mm-hmm. course, we get the addition of Evie into the mix. But yeah. that and I mean, it makes sense because mm-hmm. Dalinar is alive and he's a main point of view character, so it makes sense that we get more development. But we have really very little idea how, like, Yasna's childhood went, and Elokar's How Elokar's childhood, how, yeah. they, how the siblings interacted, how yeah. they interacted with their parents, how they interacted as husband and wife. We just, it's a big mystery. Yeah. yeah. There's so a do we, lot there with Yasna. Getting into opinions, maybe, do we think that Gavilar and Navani's marriage was a marriage with love, or was it a calculated, like, strategy? Because we see them both as, like, uh, conquerors in their own right. Like, Navani is very adept at the political, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of wonder. I think it at least started with some affection. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was my take. I don't think it was completely one or the other. Yeah. I don't I don't think it was very passionate. But I, I do think there was some level of, like, they must have gotten along on some level. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they probably felt some like kindred spirit in that whole idea of like strategy and taking down opponents and coming out on top. Because they, they both seem to have that a lot more than Dalinar does. Um, mm-hmm. He's not really the court manipulator who understands. No. Yeah, he, he doesn't do <laughs> no. that at all. But Navani and Gavilar were both, you know, we've seen they're both very good at it. True. Um, and I think they, I mean, they seem to both love their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we saw like a teensy bit of Gavilar and Yasna in the prologue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Navani's unfortunately kind of distant from her kids, but she, it's not like she's a bad mom distant. It's just like Yasna's so independent and Elhokar is like in such a masculine role that his mom can't really help him with kingly stuff. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Like at least in the text, there's not a really a lot of opportunity for Navani to like take yeah. any mm-hmm. like, yeah deep role with their kids in a way. Right? Yeah, even yeah. even though like she and Elhokar are like geographically in the same setting for most of the series, we don't get a ton of like scenes or connection between them because they're kind do of we doing get, their own things. Do we get any scenes? Is I'm, my question. Because no. I don't think I remember I, any. And I don't know if we want to talk about this later when we're talking about Navani's relationships. Um oh, but yeah, I want to save I, it. Yeah. I have some stuff on on that to say as well. <laughs> let's 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 save it for uh yeah. for yeah for Navani section. Yeah. So we have this word of Brandon asked by Alice uh, Wetlander, who asked uh, in that same chapter with the wedding, the Stormfather says, "You've broken oaths before to Navani. Will we ever learn more about that?" Uh, Brandon said, "Probably." And uh, that is a very interesting little line. So wh- mm-hmm. what do we think that means? Like broken with. Gavilar? Well, the Stormfather did say it. It was a they were they were talking about wedding oaths. The Stormfather says, I mean, it's it's not like for sure. Like the Stormfather, he's just about oaths in general. It doesn't have to be about wedding oaths, but I think we can make that we draw that link. We do have like contextually, it does yeah, seem yeah. like Navani has said that she was never unfaithful to Gavilar. Um, oh, yeah, interesting. In the way of kings. Um, I was like, I thought I remember that quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, That's right. I mean, I don't, I don't think she'd have reason to lie about that. I don't know. <laughs> and I guess, like, oaths, like, what kind of oaths? Like, I guess she might have still broken an oath to Gavilar, and that might be why the Stormfather brings it up, but it might not have been, like, a, you know, marital, marital romantic fidelity, faithfulness. Yeah. yeah. Well, what other kinds of, like, oaths do Alethi take? Um, I mean, it could have been something like keeping a secret from someone, or, you know, maybe she was supposed to do something in a plan. Like, he seemed to like the kind of person who used the people around him to do things, and if, I don't know. I, I mean, mm-hmm. and it might not have even been with Gavilar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Stormfather Storm doesn't necessarily seem to have an idea of, like, Marital oaths versus other oaths. He could have been talking it's about like, like all oaths. Any any oaths she she's ever had with anybody. You said she's, you would meet them at bro- ten o'clock, yeah, and you came exactly. at ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. So he's unbending. He's a- unbending. Yes, very. <laughs> yes, I mean, but it makes sense. But yeah, yeah. certainly. So, yeah. So it's sort of like I feel led to believe that it it might be related to Gavilar Navani, but like maybe in the sense that like. 
a human, we wouldn't have considered it a broken oath, but the Stormfather might. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. some humans take oaths very seriously. Well, Any promises very seriously, <laughs> but yeah. Some do, but you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like the Stormfather not understanding like why the Heralds broke their oaths. Sure, you know, sure, he, sure, he, yeah. he had no, he had zero sympathy until he started like seeing it through Dalinar's eyes. Yeah, like maybe right. it's the same sort of idea, like. Like, unfortunately, like humans break marital oaths all the time, and it's it's very sad. But it's sort of like we we don't we don't consider that necessarily an oath breaking. It's just we consider it just a sad thing. But the Stormfather might be like, well, you know that's, that is that's, true. That's, that's terrible. Like, uh-huh. it doesn't have to be like Navani cheated on Gavilar to like, like maybe, break maybe, your marriage oaths to like support yeah. your your partner, right? Yeah, like uh-huh. you could like just do a small thing. And the Stormfather would yeah. be like, yeah, you you needed to support that person and you didn't there or something, right? Yeah. Or even something as simple, you know, like if your wedding oath is to, you know, love someone for the rest of your life, maybe Navani stopped loving true. Gavilar. Oh, yeah. That's and, true. And, and the Stormfather is like... With the Stormfather's kind of black and white. And yeah. since we still haven't seen an Alethi wedding, we don't know. Um, I think it's that important. I don't know. I don't think it's that important to see that on screen. I no, never. Thought. I mean, we haven't we haven't heard what their normal oaths. We are. we don't know what their oaths are. Is yeah. my was my true. point. I don't true, I don't true. care about I don't care about seeing Adolin and Shalon's wedding. But I'm just saying oh, it would have been an it would have been an example of oaths. We yeah, an example of is, like of what Gavilar and Navani might, might have sworn to each other. So <laughs> true. Yeah. Valid. Uh, let let's talk about Gavilar and Yasna. <sighs> could could we maybe talk about Gavilar and his kids together? Like with that? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. That. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Yeah, let's talk about Yasna and Elhakar uh, and Gavilar's relationship, which we really don't know too much. Really, yeah. it, it's a lot all, less again, for Elhakar. Yeah, a lot less for Elhakar, which is shocking because he's you know the prince trying to son mm-hmm. new king trying to live up to the old legacy. Usually, and, you get like you a can, lot of stuff yeah. but we don't really have it um, I, I think you can surmise some things from elicar's behavior and um like his behavior just how he is always trying to live up to his father and he feels very inferior that right. kind of tells you something yeah. of their relationship that he at least thought well of gavilar yeah um True. also he seems to take gavilar's death very hard it seems like that really fuels his paranoia a bit well so, certainly uh, yeah. i i would almost say that maybe Elhakar looked up to Gavilar so much that he was just in shock that it's like, oh, now's the time I have to be king? Oh. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And then he he may have felt, oh, but I still had so much to learn, right? Yeah. From this person, and now I can't do that, and so that just maybe fuels all these inferior feelings, right? Yeah. Yep. And then Yasna, Yasna, Yasna. This is a preview Seems for the to... pronunciation podcast where Matt continually says <laughs> Jasna. Continually. Uh, so Yasna uh, seems to really also like Alucard. You know, we have that scene. The most, I think, the evidence of affection I saw was in that scene after his funeral when she's reading the Way of Kings mm-hmm. and just kind of searching. And part of it's, you know, Jasna, Yasna wants to find the truth, <laughs> and she. Was Gavilar left that note for her? Yeah, where mm-hmm. that she read, right? Or Seth did technically, but yeah, she thinks Gavilar did, and also thinks Gavilar could secretly write, which 
you know, it's surprising to her. But yeah. yeah. But she she definitely seems to have some like she's in deep mourning, so she does seem like she loves her father. Mm -hmm. Um I I feel like that the fact that Gavilar is is not he is not a brute and he is a reflective person, I feel like their their relationship could have been pretty good that they could mm-hmm. c- maybe connect with that but there's also a lot of things about yasna's past that like yes. yeah, i don't know i get i don't really know how that's gonna work until we see that on screen yeah uh Oathbringer definitely brought in um a pretty clear implication that yasna was treated for insanity during her yes. childhood and we do see shallan visit like an insane asylum in words of radiance and it's really bad to go see Talm, yeah. um, well, being yeah, being yeah. kept in a dark room, and yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's what happened with Yasna. So yeah, it seems, and it it does seem like it was uh, her family and probably her father who locked yeah. locked her away. So, so maybe that could be a thing where, I mean, I'm just spitballing, right? But maybe Yasna later in her life maybe had a better relationship with Gavilar than younger. As a child. Yeah. Right. Uh, the the other thing that I'm kind of concerned about their relationship or gives me some doubts is uh, Gavilar's desire to marry her to Amaram. Yeah. Because we know yeah. from Yasna's reaction to Amaram that she really, really hates him. <laughs> but apparently yeah. her dad wanted them to be together. So... I think there might be something going on there as well. Yeah, I I think that seemed that seemed to me to be more of the sort of political favor for a yeah powerful ally in your organization. That oh hey you can marry my daughter who's the princess of Alethkar, and Yasna's like actually no, it's not going. To I'm happen. independent. I'm not interested. No. And I and now that I hear more about Amram. I'm really not interested. Exactly. I don't. I don't think she'd be interested in whoever Gavilar picked, but especially not Emra. <laughs> she'd have killed yeah. him. But it it does kind of even just at its base level represent a misunderstanding of Yasna's character that like Gavilar true. thinking he could right. like choose a partner for her. Mm-hmm. That is certainly true. You're you're not wrong. Yeah. Any any other Gavilar thoughts? Shannon, got any other thoughts? Um, I don't like him. <laughs> you don't like Avalar? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I got. That's yeah. the uh, yeah. I mean, his plan overall is not good. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's it's hard to it's hard to see the man like um and you know and and think of his moral character without acknowledging that. And it's sort of like it's so dumb. It's so <laughs> it it and it, it like it's so it's so like um. I mean, spirited is the wrong word. Like, it's so almost like a malevolent way to get, a, like, a, like it's for the greater good. Um, just, I, I, I can't see, I can't see the good of him, like, like beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's really hard for me to, to, to see him clearly. I mean, I think I do see him clearly, but for what the information that we have about him right now. But I think we're going to get a lot more reveals about him in the future. Um, yeah. Next two prologues for sure, right? Like they've yeah, just I mean, been like it's, they're all about up. they're all about his death. They're all about like uncovering a little bit more of that part of the Colin family. Um, so I'm excited to see. 
it, just this conversation has made me even more excited for Yasna flashbacks. Because yes. realizing that there is a deliberate hole that Brandon hasn't really talked about on like how good was Gavilar and Navani's relationship, right? And how mm-hmm. good was uh any of that and how good was his relationship with his kids there's yeah. a hole there and i would hope that that would be filled with those flashbacks yeah yeah so do we want to move on to navani then next yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we can probably go quickly because we've talked a yeah. little bit about yeah, we, yeah but that's why i think if we keep it in the families like the two family units that might be faster just because we'll mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah we should we should because yeah, like we're, yeah. we're talking about relationships, but also, you know, the characters. And this, this is obviously going to connect, you know, there. Yeah. But uh, Navani is very interesting. She's she's yeah. a great character. Uh, in a fan favorite, too. Like a fan lot of favorite. people. Yeah. I Not mean, a colon by birth. No. But a colon by marriage twice over. So <laughs> Twice over, yes. Uh, we don't really know a lot of, like, we have no idea how, like, Navani met Gavilar and Dalinar, really, at all. Or, like, who like, her, her, her family was We before? have no yeah, idea, nothing. right? Like, that's that's another, like, big hole. She is Colin like, all the way now. Like, you'd assume that she is uh, from a fairly high-ranking family. Like, probably at least somewhat related to one of the other high princes. Cause you you mm-hmm. you assume that like she was important enough to be on their radar already, like in their social circles. Like mm-hmm. it 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 doesn't seem important or relevant to Dalinar at least. It's just kind of natural that she would be the kind of woman that um like they that they would might that they would be ready to marry. Yeah, and yeah. One thing no, to point out: the no, books no. mentioned that at least in OB, mm-hmm. I think Oathbringer that. Dalinar and Gavilar, when they started, I think were around the fourth dawn. Yes. Like they they worked. Yeah. Their, they were a lesser branch of the Colin family. Yeah, yeah. What about the other branches of the Colins? Um, like, yeah, not important. Not important. Not They're Im- dead. Not. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. They're dead. Probably. So, They're dead. Right. Yeah. But that I guess that is a possibility that Navani could have been like a cut, like a distant cousin of theirs from a more prominent branch that they partially used like that happens in kind of climbs to power like gavilar's you know yeah it doesn't seem like navani would be part of like another princedom because i feel like that would have come up eventually at this stage yeah like, they would they would have oh, said I'm, something about this other person right like, the so. closest allies like they had like from the beginning was Sadius, and i feel yeah. like her belonging to Sadius's princedom would have been pretty plot important at some yeah. point yeah or, that would have yeah. been really even in, passing, yeah. even in passing so i feel yeah. like she well, mu- in, must have been in the colon area right because mm-hmm. even when even when dalinar is like oh how are we going to get the princes on our side he doesn't think oh well ask navani's relatives no like, that's yeah, kind of so. an obvious she she might have been a colon by birth mm-hmm. she might have always well been a colon. i mean there's <laughs> lots of people in a colon princedom who are not like named colon yeah. right like there's she a might lot have of been, people there she might have been part of the part of the you know the colon princedom but like maybe a lesser family but important enough that like, she was like right there with the other fourth dons navani could have just been at that lower rank and you know met Gavilar and Dalinar and 
saw where the winds were going and recognized that they were on their way up and that's yeah um, yeah and and so her parents don't really matter because well now they're in charge (laughs) right yeah yeah definitely yeah and she was right she was yeah. right. Or, this is all headcanon. We don't know if that's what happened. But, no, and and, yeah. and that's one of those things. Like, this is a whole, like, I don't really know, like, Navani pre-Gavilar, like, at all. We have yeah. no idea. So we don't know if this is going to be part of, like, if this is part of the intentional gap, or if this was just something that just happens not to be relevant. But mm-hmm. as part of this gap of information in that family, I'm, you know, it's sort of like, are are we putting more importance into it? But at the same time, she is still, her background is such a mystery. It's like. It just seems weird, mm-hmm. right? It does seem weird. Yes. We yeah. do know that Dalinar introduced them, though. Yes. She knew Ooh. Dalinar before she knew Gavilar. That's right. Which is interesting. I, I just, I, I don't even know when we could get this information. Like, we can't yeah. be really be. Probably not Yasuo's flashbacks. No, it can't <laughs> she be wasn't Yasuo's alive. Flashbacks, so. right? Like, uh, unless there's, only there's so a flashback. Much flashback can do. With her mom telling her about how they yeah, met. Maybe. And then we'll get Navani's telling of it. Oh, that's true. Like, Yasna's yeah, there, memories. There are ways to do that. Or, or we find out Yasna's super close to her maternal grandparents. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> sure. But um, uh, one thing yeah. I will comment on with Navani, and also this kind of goes back to Gavilar a little bit, but is the relationship between the Colin's first family and the Sadeuses is really interesting because now you see Dalinar getting over this and being a better judge of character and being like, man, Toral and Ayala Sadius are kind of like garbage. But like, <laughs> little bit. They were like Navani and Gavilar's best couple friends. You know, they met to play like yeah, board seriously. games and plan how to take over the world. Like, <laughs> well, so, the board games were more of maps of uh, Lethkar yeah. and how yeah. to. Uh, That's how places. it happened. The whole invasion yeah. was like one day a game of Risk got out of control, and they were like, "What if real life though? Yeah, what if we like did that? Hmm, good idea. <laughs> they're drinking some wine, you know. So it's like." Part of Navani, like we like her now, but like you were once best buds with ILA, who we don't like now. Yeah, so... and ILA is like super awful. Yeah. Well, so... I wonder, I don't know if that's like uh, more to do with like being a bad judge of character and more to do with like they were actually like that back then. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. You know, yeah. It's yeah. a character, it's a character change, not a, not a moment of realization. It's sort I, of like. I agree. I, th- I think for Dalinar, it was a moment of realization. But I'm wondering yeah. for Gavilar and Navani if it was more... Uh... Although Dalinar had a character change, too. But mm-hmm. anyway. But, uh, but also, it's the fact that, you know, Gavilar wasn't keeping them together anymore. And yep. then it was like, oh, yeah. well, you know, Toral can maybe go be king. And they're like, yeah, that that's perfectly in character. Yeah. They they schemed their way to the top and helped Gavilar, and now Gavilar's not around. So, eh, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, Why not? Pretty, pretty much. Especially with Dalinar, you know, receding, you know. It, <laughs> yeah, going like, crazy. The, the, fact, the fact that that's all it took was like a couple years, no, of like him being like that a year and they were already like, let's pick on Dalinar is crazy to me <laughs> based on what they knew Dalinar was like on the battlefield. That's sort true. Like, that is so crazy to me that they would dare, but... That's because of well, Oathbringer flashbacks. Yeah, right. Like it wasn't. It wasn't just. It. It wasn't 
ever since the second Battle of the Rift, like, Dalinar was not the same. That's like, true, too. So, like, that was a, a lot, it was a lot longer than the years since Gavilar's assassination, right? In my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. No, I was so thinking like, about, uh, like, the year, know. I was thinking about the year since he went to the, um, Cultivation. What's her name? Yeah, the Night, night Watcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that that's still, like, them all on the Shattered Plains. Like, that's six years. Like, that that's kind of... Marriages have dissolved faster. Friendships have definitely dissolved faster than that, right? Like that's that's six years is a pretty long time, and that was even really longer. Yeah, and Alcavalar, yeah. In Alethi terms, Dalinar has definitely been showing lots of signs of like being past his prime, losing his touch. Yeah. He's not winning the plateau runs. He's got all these weird yeah. rules. He's not going on the he's, plateau runs. Yeah, he's got like weird visions that are happening um, during high storms, and everyone's like, oh. Gavilar's on his, or Dalinar's on his way out. Time to strike. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it still just sense. seems so crazy to me, but that's. I mean, yeah. yeah that's but an that's, aside. That's also, because Dalinar, we get so many Dalinar flashbacks, but it's like, I feel like we could have had so many more, right? Like, there's <laughs> yeah. so. I know, yes. Like, there's so much that we didn't get. And it's a testament to Brandon that, like, he probably thought of all of these flashbacks yeah. like, this these are the ones we need for the arc for this book and, and that's everything what we're gonna else put in. everything else we can infer and i feel like yeah brennan does is trusting us to infer a lot of things just because he cannot physically put the all books are too him. long the Tor books are too long him. already yeah <laughs> yeah peter will kill him um <laughs> but also just i'm just like i wonder like like the gaps with like the with the with the Gavilar Navani history, like with the Sidiuses, and it's sort of like I wonder how much of it are we supposed to infer, and how much are like are, are is a secret to come later. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like because it's sort of like this is so interesting. I want more. I want more detail. But maybe this is it. Maybe this is yeah. like we're just supposed to be inferring. Yeah, um, yeah. Or it's just you know what their what? private life is a closed book. And we're not gonna, you know, like, it's just one of those mysteries. Um, Because the people we see, they are all fairly private people to differing degrees. Mm. Right? Like, they kind of all are pretty private. Yeah. Yeah. are pretty private people. Yeah. That's true. true. But, you know, like, Navani kind of puts herself out there, I guess. But she also can play her cards close to her chest when she wants to. Yasna yeah. is like queen of secrets. Elicar yeah, kind of <laughs> you know, so Well yeah. can I can I talk about that um that one word of Brandon that we have? So at this 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 wob, this word of Brandon, Mrs. Jafu asks about the adult relationship between Yasna and Elokar. Um so Brandon goes, Oh, as adults, um Mrs. Joffo goes, like, were they affectionate? And Brandon says, yes, I would say they were affectionate, not maybe as much as some other siblings, like with Renarin and Adolin. With Yasna and Elokar, it is almost like there's definitely some affection, but there's almost more of an allegiance. Mm-hmm. They're both dealing with certain pressures upon them. Their lives are very much consumed by the pressures, and they had that in common. Um, 
so I, I paraphrase that that wasn't verbatim, but right. in that sort of idea, I that almost feels like how it is for that whole family. Mm-hmm. Like there is yeah. some effect, there is some affection there, but they do kind of see each other more as allies than as friends. And you kind of like wonder that. with that allegiance with Elakar and Yasna, whether part of that is because of, you know, did they feel alone because their parents were busy plotting? You know, how much parental or guidance maybe- were they getting? True. Or maybe that's even just how they saw their parents interact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so th- yeah. this is this is true. what love looks like or something, true. you know? Like this is yeah. very this true. is how a family is. Or this yeah. is how a family that is like the king of the whole nation is supposed to act. And then they just like glance across and it's like, well, at least we're not down our kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, man, uh, Uncle Dalinar is... Uh, Yikes. Uh, yeah. He's in the no, Laker again. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Could be worse. Oh, now Gavilar's <laughs> dead. Now we're sad. Now we're mourning. Yeah, but not so it's the sort bands. of like... That's a different series. <laughs> so maybe part of, part of like this gap that we're seeing in that family, maybe it's also less of a gap and more of a... They were actually not that affectionate as a family. And like yeah. maybe they maybe they just didn't have like that strong of a relationship, um, you know. Like we we see lots of like for example, Aelin and Renarin, but that's because like they had a, like a, they have a very close relationship, um, and so maybe maybe that's what this this gap is trying is trying to convey to us that they just weren't actually that close. They weren't. A- yeah, the Gavilar, Navani, Yasna, Elakar family, I think definitely seems to have more more darkness and more questions surrounding it than. Even though you would expect that in Dalinar's family because he was so awful. But yeah. I think, you know, I think Evie probably helped with that somewhat. But, uh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it, it is interesting looking at kind of the family dynamics between Yasna and Elikar and their mom and dad. Yeah, one thing I'd like to say about Navani's relationships with their, her children, though, uh, that yeah. bothered me in Oathbringer is yeah. in Way of Kings... We see her go into deep mourning for Yasna. Like Word, she doesn't want to talk about Yasna. She doesn't want to think about her being dead. Words of radiance. Words of radiance. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. just shuts down completely. You know, like this very deep mourning. Elicar dies. We don't know what happened to her grandson. She's kind of just okay, or at least we don't really see well, her. Like. And part of that might yeah. be because she processed that when she was mourning Yasna, and maybe she's more resilient and able to deal with this. But I don't know. For me, losing your kind of son and grandson, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to see more of an emotional reaction from Navani there, especially after everything that happened with Yasna's supposed death. I, I feel like... Oh, this is just another one of those things that's like, man, I wish I wasn't a time jump so we could see, you know, characters process things, right? But yeah. Navani was dealing with a lot of political stuff in part four of Oathbringer. And Dalinar right? falling apart, too. And Dalinar falling apart. And so I think she's just not thinking that they're dead yet, right? And, and also like, because she got Yasna back was also a huge emotional thing. Yeah. Um, so there was that emotional upset. It, it was positive, but it was still an emotional upset of like her dead daughter just walked in totally fine without a scratch. Like you have to wonder if like maybe she doesn't really believe that they're dead. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, this goes hand in hand with the fact that we haven't seen Navani and Elkar have an interaction in all three books. Um, yes, she she <laughs> so, was there when he abdicated. Abdicated that's true. to Dalinar. Well, air yeah, it's always Dalinar. With but da- yeah, Dalinar was the fix. the The other thing I was thinking though. It's possible that Navani regretted how long she was in mourning for Yasna. Like, even before she realized Yasna was alive, there was that whole idea of, like, Shalon was really working on something important and really wanted Navani's help. And I wonder if Navani was like, I was foolish to have, right. like, pushed her yeah, away yeah. because I was in mourning. Right. I just need to it's process. Like I, I did the I whole mourning thing for go. my child. I, you know, and it was a bad like- idea last time. It was like, I, I can't let myself go again because yeah. when I did it last time, I almost caused the end of the world because yeah. I missed out on this thing Shalon was working on. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. um, so I don't want to make too many excuses because I also feel the frustration um, of this lack of relationship between Navani and Elokar, but... True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, we can find ways in text to kind of justify, justify yeah. it, but... Yeah. I'm sure it's also a gender thing, like, just how the culture is set up. I think it's natural for yeah. um, mothers and daughters to be closer than father and fathers and sons to be closer than crossways. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah because like I'd say that's again, probably the, the more typical everything. dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Although I'd argue that Yasna seems closer to Gavilar than to Navani since they seem to have some mother daughter tension as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should talk about that. Let, let, let's talk about that. That's a great segue. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, they're. I mean, Yasna is a very headstrong person, right? I feel and... like Navani wanted someone to dote on, and Yasna did not oh. want to be doted on. And I think <laughs> also yeah. Navani's pretty smart in her own right. I think she would have liked a child she could teach, and Yasna is not teachable. Like, we can agree on that, right? Like, not, she. Not really, no. Yeah. She's someone who learns for herself. Did, I, I don't know if I just dis- I agree on the term unteachable. I think okay, she would like, just like, rather learn by herself. I guess yeah, she's I think it's more independent because like to me, if being unteachable is not being able to admit that you're wrong, and Yasna mm. can you know like if if yes. you can prove to Yasna that that like she's that she's made a mistake, then she'll accept that, um, mm-hmm. which I find very admirable about her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but in my, in my view, like that's what teachable means. Um, okay. So I think, but I think, but I think she would also probably be she she would she would probably have the proof of her rightness before she got into it with Navani is yeah. my <laughs> the other yeah. thing is the whole potential treatment for insanity thing probably put a lot of distance between Yasna and the rest of her family and I'm guessing yeah. that's what made her so independent is you know yeah. well that's true I can't trust anyone else I'm just gonna be Even on my own I'm gonna she will yep. protect them, but she definitely does not depend on them for anything. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I I agree. Oh, I, I guess we, we talked a little bit about Yasna being uh, like her, like that kind of difficult dynamic with Navani. And I guess just going the other way in Oathbringer, we see a little bit of ja- Yasna's kind of, it's almost like annoyance with her mother. Like, I kind of wonder if. Navani is someone who controls things, and Yasna is kind of resistant to that. Um, Potentially, I could kind of see that. Yeah, like uh, I because we see. Yeah, one of the things uh, at the end of Words of Radiance, 
when Navani finally starts opening up to Shalon, you almost get a sense that there's it's a connection to Yasna that she's never really had before. Even though she thinks mm-hmm. Yasna's dead, suddenly she's getting to like work on her scholarly projects and things like that. Yeah, that Yasna really that never true. never let her in on before. That you're right. I think I mentioned that maybe they had a good relationship because of that, but no, you're right. They didn't have that yeah, relationship at all. The, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. You're right. Well, and also, like, totally although they're both um, intellectual and into study, like, Navani is, has an engineering mind, and right. Yasna is a historian and a philosopher, right? So, yeah. Their kind of interests are quite varied. Yeah. Um, oh, I was just going to say, like, even like the way they think about things, like the reasons why uh, an engineer is interested in something is very different than the reason a historian is interested in something. Correct. Like, look sure. at their, <laughs> if you look just at their reaction to Irithiru, like the way they, they, the way they were reacting to it, the way they studied it, the way they were, what they were trying to get out of um, understanding Irithiru was totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you know, you're, Navani you're right. wants to know how it works. She wants to reproduce it. She wants to um, understand how they did things way back when, you know. And Yasna is not so interested in like they're trying to reproduce it. She wants to know. She wants like you know. She has a very delineated list of answers that she um, that she needs. She has a list of questions she wants answered. Yes. Yep. Um. For sure. Uh, yeah, engineers and even engineers and say math physics people. Those, <laughs> there's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. Any other uh, Navani stuff? Obviously, we're we're gonna talk. Splitting these up, we're we're gonna talk more about Navani and relationships with other characters. Uh, yeah, sure. When we when we talk a lot more about Daladar, specifically Daladar. Yeah. yeah. So any other any other Navani stuff? Okay. Hey guys, Eric here. This podcast ended up being over two hours long, and I'm gonna cut this one here uh, after we talked about Gavilar and Navani. We will talk about Elkar, Yasna, and Asadon next time. And even after that, there's gonna be more episodes with Dalnar. Turns out we blabbed about the colons a lot. So that's where we're going to be there. Uh, before we go, though, I just wanted to put in post-production as I'm editing that there's one other piece of news that on Brandon's store, they're having a fall sale and there are special fancy foil maps of Roshar that when you like move them, they shine. They're really, really cool. And there's only going to be a thousand of them, which is... It's probably a lot for our fandom, but once they're gone, they're gone. And so I wanted to let you guys know now, and I'll put the link in the description for those. Uh, And we will see you next time. Come to 17char.com for all your news discussion and fun. Come to our Discord. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes. And we will definitely see you next time. Bye. Caw.